0: thanks for tuning in you are now listening to the sports card lessons podcast with your host ken cairns a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way so sit back and relax there won't be a test the only thing being graded is the cards you are now on with ken Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media on Instagram at sportscard lessons. Hit the follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word welcome everybody how is everybody doing uh getting ready this week for uh the fourth of july a long weekend um i think almost everybody most people have a long weekend i'm sure you guys are getting ready maybe maybe you're sitting on a beach right now listening to this or driving to your to a destination but uh you know fourth of july celebrations fireworks picnics Uh, It's usually a great weekend just to get together with friends and family. Um, To me, this is one of my favorite holidays because I love the summer. I love the hot weather. The hotter, the better. Um, And I think Memorial Weekend is always a hit or miss. I don't think it's ever truly, really hot. Uh, I think sometimes it's cool. Most of the times it's rainy. You got to figure out the best day of that weekend, and I just feel Fourth of July is really the kickoff to summer. This is this is where it all starts. So, so I'm excited for this weekend. Ah, uh, today's show. We're gonna uh, Springfield, the Springfield show recap. Uh, before we start, uh, I just want to throw a, a shout out to Brian, who's a listener, um, has been listening since the beginning. I met him at the Mohegan show, and then I saw him again this past weekend in Springfield, and and it was funny. We chatted a bit, and he said, hey, do you have, and uh, Brian, I'm sorry, I don't forget the player name, but I know you asked me about a football player, and I thought, like, I pretty much know all. The collectible football players and even even in the past and he he asked me i, I have no idea i said who was that does he even play football and apparently he was a a dominating nfl lineman so uh, sorry i didn't know who it was you know but he told me like this is the t- these are the certain cards like this or the the cards that he likes the pc and he mentioned christian akoya and of course as a chiefs fan. Uh, I knew exactly who Christian Akoya was and I just wanted to show off. I told him I had this card and I hope you're watching on YouTube, but I had this uh, national treasures auto number two of five. I'm just going to hold that up for you. So you just see what that looks like. Uh, one of my favorite cards. Uh, I keep it with all my other uh, old school chief cards that I, that I find and, and, and I don't go searching for them, but they seem to find me. I'll be looking for something else and and some old Alen Dawson card may show up or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I should have this and put it with the rest of my my old school chiefs. So just wanted to show that off. I hope you're watching and you're able to see that one. I'll also, shout out to Jordan at Zip Cards. Uh, Jordan and I have been chatting. He listens to the pod. We've been chatting back and forth, uh, on Instagram and, uh, he comes to all the shows. Uh, it's always great to see him. Always a good time. We chat. And, uh, he's one of those people that I know he'll show up and he'll say, Hey, this is what I have. And then he walks off in a show. And I know when I see him come back again, he's going to have something different, something new that he's always, he always makes a deal, always makes a deal out there. Uh, I've never, I've never, you know, walked the floor or 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 listened to him negotiate. Um, I know that I purchased um, a couple of UFC cards from him uh, a few months ago. Um, It was the first time we actually met a few months ago at uh, I think it was the New Britain show. It was a local show here in Connecticut, and uh, at the time he was like. I have no idea what the value of these cards are, but whatever they are, whatever you want to give me for them, just, you know, take them. And at the time I was like, wow, that's pretty good. You know, I can take these cards and they ended up being cards that sat in my, in my case that nobody wanted either. So I probably should have known then, but it it, it, it was truly a fair deal. He gave me, uh, for those cards. Uh, so I would never, uh, I would never talk down about that making a de- making that deal with him. Um, probably any other cards I would have profited on, um, but I just think uh, the, the, the kind of the bottom fell out of a lot of the uh, uh, the UFC stuff just because there's so many fighters. And I, I'm not going to get into that. We talked about I talked about it a few shows ago, but um, I do. <laughs> although I do have a have a, a, a another UFC card, and I'm going to show you that uh, at the end at the end of the pod here. Uh, so Springfield, so I, I feel that I had the best table and I had the worst table at the show and, and, and I don't know if this table was a blessing or a curse. Uh, you know, John from prime time, uh, said, Hey, I'm taking care of you. I'm going to put you right at the front door. And I appreciate that, John, um, and sometimes it's great because the people, you're the first person people see when they come in, and you think you would get a lot of sales done. And I don't think there were a lot of sales being made. So a lot of people came in. Hey, you know, I was their first uh, kind of a barometer on pricing on football because I have a lot of football. Um, and they said, okay, okay, we'll, uh, we're going to take a walk around and we'll be back. And, um, you know, some people came back. A lot of them didn't. So I don't know if they ended up purchasing somewhere else or they just never purchased at all. So it's really, it was kind of a, a blessing and a curse for that table. Uh, but it was nice to be able to hang my, uh, my banner out there for the Sports Card Lessons podcast. And uh, hopefully uh, a lot of you that picked up my cards and I talked to that, you're listening this week. You're becoming new listeners. Um, Springfield, a lot like Mohegan. Slow and steady, and I'm going to add no cash. Um, there was, and if you ask, it's, and I'm, it's not my opinion. I've, I've chatted with a lot of people and, you know, a lot of the dealers, and it was just amazing that people came in and they're like, oh, wow, I really like that card. And they, you know, they're negotiating on a price. And then all of a sudden they pull out, you know, okay, well, these four cards equal this comp. And, and, you know, that's what you're asking for it. So do you want to trade? And, um, no, no, I, I do not want to take four lower end cards and trade into a, a bigger card. That's that's not the lane I'm in, especially not as a dealer. Um, not unless you're you're giving me, you know, you know, some Mac Jones autos or things like that, which which, you know, I think Mac was really pretty popular because I have I have a ton of Mac Jones in my case and did not sell one Mac Jones card. And some of them were right at comps, but I just think people were not spending money. Um, There was lots of football there that were above comps on some of the stuff I was above comps too. Um, But some of the stuff, like I talked about last week, I was right at comps and people said, well, that's a really fair price. It is definitely a fair price. It's definitely at comps. Uh, And a couple of them, you know, we talked a little bit and, you know, uh, I would have come down a hundred dollars, maybe a hundred dollars under comps on one or two of the cards that were there. Uh, but still. You know, people just didn't have the cash. They had cards. They said, look, I have these cards. I know you're not interested in them. Let me work the floor, see if I can sell them and come back with cash and buy it. Um, So. I I think because. I'm not going to say it's the economy, I'm not going to say the cash is not there for the economy and what I'm thinking and what a lot of people are saying, there's a lot of buzz around national, everyone talking around about national. Uh, people saving their money for National um, and only looking to trade up lower-end cars to higher-end cars to take to National. So there was there was a lot of National talk this weekend. Probably everyone I've talked to National came out of their mouth, dealers and people coming to the table, whether people were buying or, or trying to trade up to get cars to go to National or, or dealers just talking about, you know, the, the, because national is in Atlantic city. It's so close to the Northeast that people, a lot of people are going to attend. They're going to drive there. Um, So the people that are going to these shows, they're trying to save up. They, they they're expect, now I've never been in national. We've talked about this, but I know like I hear people talking about it, you know, like, like it's a new year. Like it's, it's the before national and after national, like, like th- th- this, this is, in, you know, the, 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 new year, the new year of the sports cards, right? You, you're out with the old in with the new. I, I mean, I'm not, it, it's just, um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm completely excited just to, to be a part of it this year, the way people are talking about it. Uh, uh, a funny story. Um, the first show I set up at, um, in Enfield, which I think was back in October. Um, and I was set up at the show as my very first show and I've got cards in my case. And, uh, I, the person to the right of me was talking to, you know, one of the attendees at the show. And, uh, I was, you know, listening to the, Oh, listening to the conversation. And, uh, he said, Oh, where are you from? And he said, Cheshire. And I live in Cheshire. So I said to him, really? I said, I live in Cheshire. He looks at me and goes, Oh, I said, where do you? Uh, he asked me, where do you live? And I said, off this particular road. I said, how about you? He goes, I live on that road. I'm like, you're kidding me. So I had a neighbor in my neighborhood that I had just met. You know, I probably, wa- I walk every single day and it's my routine. I walk the whole neighborhood and uh, I literally pass by his house every day. Um, so we've become friends uh, in the neighborhood and I would see him faithfully at every show uh I'm just gonna give him a shout out, the cardboard collaborative. Um, and I recently saw him saying, Hey, are uh, you going to Mohegan? Are you going to Springfield? And he just said no. He said, I'm 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 getting ready for national. I'm saving up, getting ready, uh, just planning this big trip to go to go down the national and make some deals and you know, very excited about that. So, so I understand that. I think just a lot of people, that's their mindset right now. So, um, I, I would just think, I would think that is affecting the hobby in this area more than anything else. Now I know, I know comps are fluctuating and comps have been down, but, uh, you know, from talking to most people, when football ends, the comps drop down, and by the time National comes, the you know, it, the the price has come up again. Now they talk about market correcting. Um, how much of the price is going to come up again? Are people going to be stuck holding cards that they paid way too much for? And now, what market correction? It's never going to come back to that. I'm not sure, um, but I think what's affecting the card shows in this area right now this month and, and probably at the beginning of next month is just, is just the buzz around national and, and people getting ready to go um, getting ready to go there. And like I said, it's within driving distance. So even if, I mean, it's kind of for us, it's, it's, I think it's a four hour drive, but I know most people are staying. They're staying over one night, two nights. Um, Some of, some of the people I know are there the whole time, Wednesday to Sunday. So, uh, and just, being part of it, not, not setting up, just being part of it. Um, I'm, I, I, the other thing I was thinking too, and just a note I made here is, um, and it's really about know the show, right? What I'm talking about, know the show. And I'm just wondering if national was in Chicago or somewhere else this year, not in driving distance, would, would these shows be the same? Would the, would the shows have, would this had the same effect on the shows. If national wasn't, wasn't driving distance, um, where, where it's available to all the people here in the Northeast. And I hear people talking about, you know, coming in from it's, it's not easy to fly in from other parts of the country to get there. Um, and I, and I've been listening to, you know, other podcasts and, and, and things on the radio and, um, People just talking about just not being easy to get there from other places. But here from the Northeast, it's all within driving distance. Um, so, yeah, again, know the show, right? Just what I talked about last week, getting to know the show. So I'll set this uh, these last couple of shows. I'm going to, you know, I'm taking notes. So next year when we get into these same shows again, I'll have a better idea. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to need... A, uh, at least a two year or three year to, to really know exactly the shows. But I, you know, I think I know, I think I know what's coming and I, I'm getting to these shows and, and I don't know what's coming. And that's just part of me being new, you know, doing these shows. This is my first year in setting up and doing these shows. And, and I think, um, I think, in my mind, I know what to expect. Like, I'm saying, I know exactly what to expect. This is what it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. And I get there and it's not. And I said, okay, so again, you got to know the show. And I don't, I don't know the show. So I'm doing the best I can at, the, at, at this show. Um, I did not sell, you know, I have lower end boxes, the three, five, $10 cards, you know, the, the football cards that, that, come out that they're um either short print things like that you know uh could be like silver prisms or or you know if not quarterbacks and you know i have a lot of these cards and boxes and i haven't priced correctly i mean absolutely most of the time if i look up a comp and it's like four dollars or five dollars i'll put a three dollar sticker on it if it's seven eight dollars i'll put a five dollar sticker on it i mean i'm not i would rather be under make people happy so they don't need to negotiate because they're going to do the same thing as pull their phone out uh, and people went through these boxes. I have wrestling cards out there. Um, when, I sold zero cards out of those boxes this weekend. And I usually sell, you know, a decent amount of cards out of those boxes. And I'm always, always adding to them. You know, when I get into break, I'm doing breaks and things like that. I'm always being sent all the cards that come out of the break and whatever I think's got any value to it. I sleeve it, penny sleeve it, and I throw it in the box. And I usually sell those cards. You know, the people, there's always people who are looking for something in those cards. I sold not one of those cards out of any of those boxes this weekend. The only thing I sold were cards out of my case. Uh, and I didn't sell many of those, just a few of those. Um, you know, we talk about having higher end, you know, higher end cards or higher end stuff. Um, it it doesn't take much to make your money back for the day, um, for what it costs you to get there. Um, Going to throw a shout out. So I really have to talk about this because I thought it was 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 uh, was really funny. Um, I had a customer, shout him out, Blaze, at Just Blaze Cards, B-L-A-I-Z-E Cards. Uh, he came to the table. Uh, he wanted some soccer cards. He was very, very interested in my Kai Havertz stained glass card. So we negotiated back and forth. He felt I was high on the card. Uh, he said, I'm going to walk around. I'm going to come back. I said, okay. So then he came back a second time. Uh, he looked at the cards and he talked about the price. Um, you know, and he wanted to pull some comps up and, and it was interesting on that card because one sold at 1200, one sold at 9:40, and then one sold at like 2:30, And he wanted to be in the $200 range. And I, you know, I, I just wasn't going that low. I, I, you know, this is a card I pulled, but there's a lot of value to that card. Um, at that price, I would just as soon send it out, grade it and and put it on my shelf. Um, because to me, I thought that would be giving it away. Uh, then he wanted to put a package deal. I had some other cards that I had pulled out that, that I showed a few weeks ago that I pulled out of the, those mosaic box, uh, hobby box from Panini, um, the hot box. And, uh we talked and he left again and then he came back and then he said look one of his habits is going to be ending soon on eBay and then I figured out when I looked it up I figured out he was stalling because he he was bidding on this card on eBay during the show so I was watching the same thing you know just kept looking at it because I wanted to see where the price went and the card went to 168 what about? Fifteen or twenty seconds to go it was at one hundred and sixty-eight dollars, and then the card was pulled. It was pulled out. It was—I guess it was pulled down. I'm really not sure how that happened. But when he came back, he explained to me what happened. He said, "Yeah, they just pulled the card. Um, so they weren't even going to let it go for 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 that cheap." Um, but it was interesting, you know, first time for everything that I had somebody bidding on eBay for the identical card that I had in my case, and it was ending. Why he was at the show? And he was literally bidding on that first. And if he didn't get it, he would have come back. Um, he ended up, we ended up making a deal. Um, he bought, uh, uh, he bought a few cars from me and um, I bought, I got those, I pulled those cards. So I felt that I gave, I put a package together for him and I added um, I added an extra card over the top of really that I really didn't need to, but I did just because I felt, uh, we put a lot of work into coming up with a deal. I think I gave him a good deal. I got out of it what I wanted to get out of it. And I left some meat on the bone for him. If he wanted to take those, he literally could probably keep two cards and sell two cards at comps and, and he, he'd be in good shape. So, um, I think I put a great package together for him and, and I think he was happy. He was happy. I was happy to make the deal. It made sense for both of us. So, um, that'll be probably when he goes home and says, Hey, I got all these cards for a great deal. And people are like, Oh my God, what a great deal you made. Uh, and I talk about who got the better of the deal. I I pulled these cards. these cards owed me nothing. Um, the box I pulled these cards cost $200, $199 from Panini. And, and and the deal we made was for more than that so it, it, it I think it was a win-win for both of us um I made another deal uh a late deal gotta love those late deals you know you get to the end of the day and you're like oh do I stay do I pack up you see people packing up um a lot of people always talk about, Oh, I stay. I was gonna pack up, and I stayed, and I made a last great deal, and it changed my whole day. And I talked to a few dealers about this, and they, they'll say the same thing. It, you know, some dealers say, if without that deal, I'd have been driving home saying, "Man, th- this show was terrible. It stank. Couldn't get it. You know, nothing happened." Uh, and all of a sudden, you make one great deal at the end. You're driving home. You're whistling. You got the radio on. Say, yeah, I did great. This show was good. I'll do this show again. So, so sometimes a late deal could change your whole outlook on a show as a dealer uh and and um another dealer chuck uh he uh he was interested in he came by early he was interested in some baseball cards so um i said i'll come by i'll look at your you know see what you got i'll come by and uh, take a look in your cases uh and he did have a, a really nice um it was a Justin Herbert. It was a rookie year. It was a gold jumbo patch number to fifteen, and it was a good looking card. It wasn't graded, but it was a really good looking card. And I, you know, I asked, you know, what's your price on that? And he said fifteen hundred. And I said, okay. Um, I said we'll come again. You know, I was I was solo. I had to keep an eye on my table. Um, I said we'll come back and talk. So a couple of times I had a break. I walked over, the card was in the case and he was kind of busy. So I walked back, kept going back and forth. Then I got busy and uh, ended up being late in the day. So I went over and uh, I brought the baseball cards over. He was interested. And I said, well, let's make a deal. Let's make a deal for this card. And I put put them down and he said, um, he said, yeah, he said, I got this guy here who's wants to look at the card. He said, let me just, Deal with him and, you know, we'll move on. And all of a sudden, when he took that card out of the case, it was like it was attracting like like moths to the flame. Right. And next thing you know, there were like four people wanting them to talk to about this card. And and then they were lined up to talk to him about it. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, we're never going to get this deal done. So then he never made a deal with anybody. So I went over to him and I said, I started talking to him. I said, I, I can't believe you still have this card. And I said, Look, here, here are my cards. Uh how much cash do you need over over the top of these cards, you know, to get that Justin Herbert card? So as he was negotiating with me, another kid standing there says, look, I can make it easy for both of you. He said, Chuck, I'll give you 1500 cash right now for the, for the Herbert card. And he looked at him. He looked at me. I said, well, go ahead. I mean, how could you not do that deal? I mean, I'm not going to be mad. I'm a dealer. If somebody walked up and said, you're going to pay me full price cash. How could you not make that deal? So I said, let me know how it works out, Chuck. And I walked back over and then he waved me back over after they made the deal with the guy, the guy took the card. He came back and we had talked about some prices on the cards. And I he said, I'd like to buy those cards from you. And I said, OK, I said he made me an offer that was way more than I thought I would ever going to get for these cards. I've carried these cards since Hofstra. Um, in my mind, they were stale, deadweight cards. But the you know, the baseball season is still going. There's still there were no big names in those cards, but um, there were names of people who had great potential in those cards. Um, so he picked them out. He made me an offer. I happily accepted. It was a late day uh, sale for me, and I went home happy. I went home, you know, very happy that I got rid of those cards. Um, and I know there was a lot of people that didn't make any late deals and they didn't have many sales and they weren't happy about the show. Uh, and as I was packing up, even though, and and, you know, when something, when, when something good comes to somebody in a crowd of people that are a little envious, right? All of a sudden that person gets an extra bounce in their step and they, you know, they get a little bit more chatty and things like that. Um, And other people become very envious of that. And I kind of sat back and I'm watching people talk, and people are saying, "Oh, you know, yeah, I made some good deals. I sold this car." And other people who didn't have those deals are like, "Yeah, great. I, I I don't need to hear it. I'm not going to stand here and listen to it because I had a crappy day, and I'm just packing my stuff up and I want to get out of here." And I thought to myself at the time, I mean, uh, luckily this is not my my day job, Uh, and and I would find it. I think I would find it be very frustrating if this was my day job. And I know people do this for a living. I know they do it for a living. Um, I know I couldn't do it for a living uh, because then I wouldn't enjoy it as much as I do not doing it for a living. Um, you know, I can go to these shows. I could sell nothing, zero, not one card. And I would go home on my way home thinking about what content I could use here on the pod. And what were the lessons learned? And, and that would be my thought process. I would not be upset. I would not be I w- if I didn't sell any cards. Um, and I know a lot of people there do and I kind of feel bad for them when we hit shows like this when we go to shows like this and there's no money to be made and no one wants to make a trade and people feel like they've you know they've lost money on the day because it costs them to you know get there and set up. so um to them, I just hope that you know, the market turns and, you know, sales are up for them. Um, but for me, uh, I'm glad that I don't rely on this uh, to make a living. And and it was one of those kind of, those kinda, I'm not going to say an aha moment, but one of those thoughts that at the end of the day, just as I packed up and I was ready to go and I kind of looked around and I was listening to the people talk, because I really like to hear what other people say about, about the shows, you know, about how they felt, how they did at the shows. Because I know some people did very well. Um, you know, they made some some trades and, you know, made some sales and they were happy what happened. I think people, people sold a lot of wax. Um, there was a lot of people carrying, you know, boxes of wax around and I think, you know, the Prism uh, football being so hard to get right now and so overpriced, I mean, just so overpriced. Uh, on marketplace and eBay and, and even at these shows, um, I was, I, you know, one of the benefits when you're there and you set up early at, at being a dealer is, you know, I, if they say setup starts at six, I'm there at six 15. I don't care if the show starts at nine or 11, I'm going to be there at six 15 because I want to see some of the stuff. I like the open boxes. And a lot of the times I'll walk around and if I see, if I know kind of what I'd like to open up and I see, see people have, you know, boxes out. I mean, there's always people that are going to be underpriced to somebody else. And luckily enough, it was the guy right behind me who had, who had hanger boxes for 35, $39. And he had blaster box for, for $45. Um, and I'll talk about that in a minute because I did buy some boxes immediately and just put them away. And during the day when things slowed up, it gave me something to do. I opened them up. Um, kept me happy during the day, kept me busy. Uh, so I, my lesson this week, uh, is, is I'm still, I'm still trying to fix past mistakes, uh, in the hobby. Uh, I'm still trying to move cards that, that have value, but only to the right people. Uh, And and what I'm doing this week is, you know, just getting outside of my own comfort zone this week. And I've figured out how to make a story sale. And I figured out just how to, uh, you know, put cards up there on Instagram that, you know, I can get prices up there. And I'm just advertising the heck out of these cards um, because I bring them to the shows and I'll, people aren't interested, but they're good cards. And they're, they're uh, there's a Walter Payton downtown, uh, SGC. I think it's nine point five. There's a Russell Wilson Vortex Lava number two to ten, uh, SGC ten. Um, they're great cards if to the right person. And I just think in this area and the shows I set up, I don't think there's many Walter Payton fans. There's not many Russell Wilson fans. uh, And there's a number of other cards. But I think it's, it's, you know, the area that I'm setting up, you know, that they're not Patriots and they're not Jets and they're not Giants and they're not Eagles uh, or Dallas. And I think these are... These are the you know what what people want, and, and these are who people PC are, are the teams that they love, right? So I think if I could get this some of these cards in front of a Chicago Bear fan, or or a Seattle Seahawks slash um, wherever Russell Wilson is going uh, now, I don't know why I can't think of where he's going. Out um, uh, to to Denver denver i know he's i know he's in the afc west with uh with uh with my chiefs but but anyways um if i could put these cards in front of the people that would be interested in i think they would sell very quickly so i haven't really done any selling on instagram Uh, i've done very little on facebook so this week out of my comfort zone um i'm just getting out there i'm going to put those cards out there and i'm just going to communicate with people and see hopefully i can find a new home for uh for some of these cards and i'm still going to you know bring them uh i always list them you know under comps and, and always hope at every show i'm going to get somebody that's going to come want them um a lot of times i had another pile of these cards that uh i say a pile of these cards uh, just some of these cards that when I was at Probstein show, the autograph fest that somebody had come around that makes the, um, makes the packs of cards, the mystery packs and bought like six cards, six or seven cards from me. And I was happy to sell those uh, off. And, and I I think, you know, may, maybe because they're SGC too, maybe if they were PSA or BGS, they'd, they'd be a little bit more, um, you know, people would want them a little more if they were PSA or BGS. Maybe it could be the SGC that people are down on as well. But, um, hey, they're great cards, and, and, and I hope to sell them. Um, my pickups this week. So, uh, you know, I talked earlier about hockey and and Trevor Zagres. I, I, I bought a bunch of hobby boxes. I have 11 young guns of Trevor Zagres, and I have zero Cole Caulfield. For whatever reason, I've never been able to pull him out of any of the boxes. So I did pick up one at a very good price. Now that hockey's over, uh, less than half of what it was selling for, um, you know, a a month or two ago. So this is the Cole Caulfield Young Guns card. Holding that up if you're on uh, YouTube uh, it was just a great card. I'm um, happy to have it, and you know, probably end up picking a few more up at, at some point because um, I just think these two uh, Zegris and Caulfield—they're going to be those cards are going to be worth something down the road. Uh, two really talented hockey players. I purchased, like I said earlier, I purchased some Prism hangers. I per- per- purchased four Prism hangers and a Blaster Prism Blaster. Um, why I was at the show, uh, and and I was surprised of all the cards I got, I got out of these. So I'll start with the uh, actual prisms themselves. The 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 best card I think was this Trevor Lawrence silver prism, and I'm holding that up, and it's the variation. You see, it's in a one touch, uh, and that one card paid for my purchases of the hangers and the blaster, um, and that that card came out of a blaster, and, and I know people are always saying. Uh, you know, hangers are bangers, right? and uh, you know, with my past experience, hangers were crap. Right? They would just put some crap cards in there and price it down. And but I'll tell you what, since Mosaic and now and now, my first hangers opening up are these Prism, and I've gotten some great cards. Um, so these are all also Silver Prisms. This is the Ian book. I'll hold that up, Kellen Mond. Zach Wilson. And I got this Jamar Chase uh, green prism, which was nice. Uh, and as far as the um, the base cards, uh, two Kyle Trask, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and a Trey Lance. So yeah, definitely got my money's worth out of these. And I was very surprised And people said, buy hangers, buy hangers. So I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to do what the people say, right? I'm going to buy the hangers and, 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 and see what happens. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I definitely got all my money back out. Um, I won't sell them anytime soon because all these rookies will just go into my, my rookie box and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, actually they're going to go down to ja sports first to see if they could be uh, see if they they, they they could they should be graded if it's the recommendation of Josh uh, to be graded down at ja.sports. Sports. ja.sports.cards and it's JA sports talk about Alan down there um, and speaking of that uh, we talked about at the end last week that I had fought my first submission Uh, And again, you know, I go down there, Josh looks at him, gives me a recommendation. And um, I ended up submitting five and getting five tens back. So I'll start with the uh, Mac Jones. It's a rookie wave. Mac Jones. And that has a pop count, I think, of 12. And it's the blue rookie wave. Um this is uh, Christian Pulisic. It's optic purple velocity and this is numbered to this number two? 99. So this is a uh, a pop two. This is a Harry Kane, optic purple velocity. PSA 10, numbered to 99. This is a pop one. This was kind of a cool card as a 2019 tops WWE undisputed Ronda Rousey blue, numbered to 25. This is also a pop one. And the last card was a UFC card. And the funny thing was I had opened up, um, I opened up a box of, actually, I went to a retail store and they had just been, just uh, had been putting out boxes of cards. Uh, they were stocking the shelves and this is going back a few months and they had, uh, no football, but they had UFC and they put a few boxes out there and I said, well, I'm just going to grab the boxes. Uh, it'll give me something to, to open up. And at that time I was still kind of, you know, looking for some gems in UFC. Uh, so I grabbed the boxes and I opened them up and, um, uh, I, uh, I came up with a bunch of rookies, but I didn't know them, but I know my guy Harvey, uh, at, at Moki cards, uh, on Instagram, he, uh, I chatted with him and he said hey this Jack Shore this pink pulsar number to 42 he said he's a really good rookie he said if 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 that card is gradable I would I would grade it um, so I sent it off and it came back uh, uh, PSA 10 so and that's also a pop one uh, of a rookie so who knows uh, I believe he is 16 and O and he is fighting on July. His next fight is July 16th. So um, I guess that'll just be one to, to hang on to for now and hope for the best. But I know the raw cards of him were selling for like 150. These cards were selling for like $150. So uh, there's really no comp for a PSA 10. That's a pop one. So I'm really not sure how to price it. So I just, I'll just kind of wait and see what happens um, with him. Uh, so, upcoming, I just heard from Laz. So, I am going to be doing uh, the show in New Jersey on July 16th. Uh, and I'll have more information on that next week where I'll be. Because uh, I know I have some listeners down that area that I've been seeing at the last shows that I haven't been to in a while. Uh, so, it's going to I'm looking forward to, to seeing them when I get down there. So, I'll get all that information out. Um, And then National is July 28th to the 31st. So we do have a table number. So the table number is 529 or 628. And by looking at the map, um, it's a booth that's at the end of a row. So on one one row, it's table number 529. And on the other row, on the opposite side, it's 628. And it's right by the front door of National. I'm not sure exactly what table I'm on yet, but... um, I will, uh, I will have that information soon and I will pass it along. And I'm hoping, you know, everyone who goes to National is going to come by and uh, check me out and say hello. And uh, hopefully we'll meet up at trade nights. Uh, my plan for National uh, right now is to bring my equipment and to do uh, a daily recap. So I'm there uh, setting up as a dealer Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So that week, I'll put out three, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, just a day, daily recap. Uh, and then Saturday, I am a spectator. Saturday, I will be walking the floor all day Saturday. Um, so that uh, recap from there will come in the following week's show. So in that week of national, I will put out three videos wednesday night thursday night friday night just a recap of um, of how the days have gone there and how exciting they've been so that's it for this week um wishing everybody a happy fourth of july independence day hope you have a great long weekend the weather looks like it's going to hold up looks like oh actually i should say here in the northeast here in connecticut Uh, it looks like it's going to be hot and sunny. Uh, I know Friday, the day this drops, we, we may hit triple digits over a hundred. So, uh, yeah, it should be a nice hot weekend. So I hope everybody enjoys it and, uh, we'll be back here next week. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.